What's going on, beautiful people? Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. My name is Trent Corville. Welcome to the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is a program once a week. We bring you a beautiful recap of certain sports. Sometimes we do stories. Who knows what we're going to do, but this week we're doing a divisional round recap of the NFL playoffs. Now, if you haven't been watching sports, if you've been living under a rock... You've seen that we've had the NFL playoffs going on, right? Now, there's been phenomenal games. It's pretty incredible when you think about this NFL season and you realize that they've gotten through 256 games and the playoffs with, I mean, some delays, some games were moved back, but those games were played. Roger Goodell said, we are not folding. We're not going to fold under COVID. We're going to push through this because they have to. The first game we're going to talk about is the Green Bay Packers facing off against the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams traveled to Green Bay in the frozen tundra. It was cold, but it wasn't cold enough to where I think the Rams got super affected by it. The LA Rams were at a disadvantage in this game, not only because uh, Jared Goff has been playing with a swollen thumb on his throwing hand, Aaron Donald, the the Terminator, if you will, right? Sean McVay said the Terminator will be ready to play. Here's the thing about Sean McVay. I don't like him, all right? I don't like Sean McVay. I think he was very overhyped at 30 years old being named the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, a storied franchise, you know what I'm saying? Taking over this team that now has a $5 billion stadium. I I thought that was a little much, but I'm down with young coaches. I think they have a good mind. The offenses are changing in the NFL. 10 years ago, Adrian Peterson was running down people's throats for 2,000 yards in a season, right? 30, 40 times a game, pounding the ball. That does not happen anymore. That does not happen anymore. We are throwing the ball, spreading it out. Sean McVay is this new genius, right? And it it started a trend in the NFL where young coaches, a la Kevin Stefanski, Matt LaFleur, they all got hired, right, because of Sean McVay. Literally, if you th- – this is it, right? If, if you and Sean McVay were friends, say Mr. McVay and I were close personal friends. He's a close personal confidant of mine. I would be a head coach in the NFL right now. I, I would. They call him Little Belichick. They're like, anybody that's been... If you've been on a FaceTime call with Sean McVay, you get a head coaching gig. Everybody was getting a head coaching gig. Everybody, every young person. And look, I mean, if, if you look at Matt LaFleur, he's been to two AFC championship games already. That's pretty impressive. Kevin Stavansky had to turn the Browns franchise around. I'm fine with it. Sean McVay, first year as the head coach, takes the team to the uh, Super Bowl. One of the worst Super Bowls I've ever watched. So incredibly boring. It was it was an awful Super Bowl. They scored three points, choked in the Super Bowl. And they got there because of the uh, of the pass interference call against New Orleans back in 2018. You remember when they, they didn't call? It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Sean McVay, and then they had a losing season. Jared Goff has just not been panning out. I don't like Sean McVay. Okay, he went into the frozen tundra in Green Bay and the entire game, it it was it was not close. I was talking about Jalen Ramsey last week that he would shut down a side of the field. Right. And it's true. He does. Devontae Adams, I've realized. And it might just be because Aaron Rodgers is by far the best quarterback in the NFL. And there's just no debate about it. He is the MVP of this season. He will be one of the greatest quarterbacks in history. I there there's nobody that plays the game like this guy. There, there, there really isn't. There's nobody as relaxed as him. Nobody puts the ball in windows like he does. Devontae Adams was targeted 10 times while being guarded by Jalen Ramsey. He had nine receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. 
he dominated Jalen Ramsey, okay? Devontae Adams is not the fastest guy in the world, all right? He's, he's not at all, but he will get off the line better than anybody else. If you don't know what I mean, if there is a man, uh, if it's man-to-man coverage, if the corner is pressed up on the right wide receiver, you have to have a certain foot release that is able that puts you in a position to get off of this man, meaning if you're going to rip inside, outside, you got to move your feet, right? I wasn't great at it back in the day. I usually I got pressed up sometimes, you know. If a corner get you're really it's kind of at a disadvantage if they're coming up to press you cuz they're going to put hands on immediately and you have to put hands on immediately. Devonte Adams is was stronger than Jalen Ramsey. His feet were better than Jalen Ramsey. He beat the best corner in the league. Meaning Devontae Adams is probably the hottest receiver in the NFL right now. Especially with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and the guy just doesn't miss. Like, truly, there's not a pass this guy can't make. And it's really it's frustrating sometimes to watch because you're like, when when is he gonna go down? Like, when is he gonna throw a couple picks? You know, every other quarterback will throw two. I don't remember the last time Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions in a game. Truly. I don't remember when that happened. I know he's thrown a couple this season, like three or four interceptions this season. What? to 45 touchdowns, 4,000 plus yards. Nobody does that, right? There's not a person who does that. You know what I'm saying? So Packers win in Lambeau, 32 to 18. They are on to the NFC Championship game. Round of applause for the Packers, everybody. Hell of a job by Aaron Rodgers. I truly believe that he's going to win the MVP. And, you know, they're they're super hot. They are, they are a really, really hot football team right now. On to the next game. On to the heartbreaker, for me at least. Uh, the Ravens... <laughs> This is this is where my weekend started a downward spiral. Okay, the uh, the Ravens versus the Bills. Now everybody's probably gonna come at me and say, "Hey, did you watch Lamar Jackson? He played terrible, right? He played terrible. He can't throw the ball. He's a running back playing quarterback." Stop right there. Okay, I, I need you to hit the brakes and stop right there. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, does not have a diverse playbook it's so simple it's like first second down we're gonna run the ball maybe third down we're gonna do a play action it's so easy to figure out right Lamar Jackson is by far probably the best playmaker playmaker that is different than just general football player playmaker in the NFL think about this right he's playing quarterback but he's running up the middle like a a a quarterback draw play up the middle beating the front seven which are guys twice his size who can run incredibly fast beating them running down the field 50 60 yards for a touchdown that is a playmaker right he is by far the best playmaker in the nfl however he does have things to work on when it comes to quarterbacking okay but if you watch the game if you watch the game like I did, screaming at the television in agony, in agony, it was a close football game. Also, Lamar Jackson had zero time in the pocket. If you remember him back at uh, Louisville, I watched him very closely at Louisville. I've been a fan of Lamar Jackson. When he has time in the pocket, it truly looks like Michael Vick back there when he had time in the pocket, slinging it down the field. The guy has a cannon. I don't care what you say. Pull up the highlights from Louisville. Lamar Jackson can throw the football if you give him time. Chris Collinsworth was saying it on the broadcast. He said, Lamar Jackson is a pocket passer, which I don't agree with, but he plays the game 
as a quarterback. He will stand back there and wait. You were giving him no time. Zero. He had no time against the Bills front seven, which is not a great front seven. Okay, this is not a like th- this is not all pro- all pros on the on the defensive line here. They couldn't keep up with him, but at the same time, you were giving him no time to throw the football, and that's why they lost. Simply as that, they could not give Lamar Jackson any time to throw the football. It's kind of like Cam Newton at the Patriots. He doesn't have anybody around him. Willie Sneed and Marquise Brown. I don't care what you say. They're both five foot ten inches. They're not elite receivers, right? He doesn't have an elite receiver on the football field. He doesn't have an elite running back on the football field either. It's Lamar Jackson against the 11 players on the other side of the ball. There's never been a person like that, right? Like Michael Vick had people around him that he could succeed with, a la Deshaun Jackson going down the field 15 times a year for an 80-yard touchdown. If Lamar Jackson had somebody like that, You know what I'm saying? And Marquise Brown was supposed to be that guy. He is underperforming like crazy. He's too small. He is a, he's too small. His head looks like a bobblehead in his, in his helmet flinging around the field. He looks like a child out there. I mean, truly, he looks like a child. He's not playing good football. You spent a first round pick on him. Oops, right? That's a, that's a oopsie. Maybe get Julio Jones in there. They brought Des Bryant back from the dead, right? Des Bryant was dead. He was dead. He wasn't playing football anymore. He was going on drunk wine. He was wine drunk on Twitter five nights a week, going on rants about the NFL. Look it up. Des Bryant was dead. And all of a sudden he's playing for the Ravens. He's supposed to be some savior. He's dead, right? Get him a good receiver. Get him somebody a la... Devonte Adams, who 10 times a game will go between the trenches and catch the football, right? He needs somebody who can catch the football. Julio Jones. Julio Jones should have been out of Atlanta years ago. He should have a couple championships with him. Truly, I thought he was going to go join Tampa just to win a championship with Tom Brady. Julio Jones should join the Ravens. I'm saying it right now. He should go and join the Ravens and try to turn this team around because teams are figuring out that it's Lamar Jackson against the 11 players. He has no help around him. However, the Bills are a good football team. They played a decent game. The wind was howling. If you were watching that game, the wind too was like whipping around. I mean, Justin Tucker, who is a automatic, automatic kicker, he does not miss missed two field goals and it was clearly because of the win like that doesn't happen Josh Allen who has the strongest arm in the NFL his passes were going haywire because of the wind the game was close up until Lamar Jackson threw an interception 101 yard return it was the longest return in playoff history by some no-name defensive back hey but smart smart play by him I gotta say most guys if they catch that ball in the end zone they're just gonna go down right and he had the awareness to see that he had a lane and he took it Smart, smart play by the DB. Bills end up winning this game 17-3. to They go on to face the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're probably like, Trent, spoiler alert, I didn't watch the game. If you didn't watch the Browns and Chiefs game, it was a good one. It was, it was, in cl- it was a classic game, okay? Truly, it was, it was playoff football, not a lot of points. I lost my bet on this game, too, because I thought points were going to be scored. How in God's name? How do the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns score like 80 points together, but then the Chiefs, which is the most prolific offense in the NFL, they score like a combined 40? How does, like, this is the problem with gambling. This is the problem with sports. 
right? This is the problem with sports. I understand people who like are, you know, have serious gambling problems because they think things like I do. I get it. I get it now. And I don't have one, but I definitely understand. The Chiefs were favored by 10 points, okay? 10 points in this game. I took the Browns plus 10 and parlayed it with the over, thinking that it was going to be a shootout. Shootout. The Chiefs were going to win by 7, but I didn't think they were going to win by 10. I thought it would be a 35-42 to 42 game, right? The Browns ended up covering. They, they were within 10 points. But the final score, 22-17. to 17. Now, if you weren't watching the game, like I said a couple minutes ago, Patrick Mahomes went out with a very scary injury. It was, it was, it was an injury that every, everybody was holding their breath. Even if you were, aren't a Chiefs fan, if you don't like Patrick Mahomes, it was one of those where, I mean, he, he tried to stand up after getting ripped down by his neck, and he, he you know went down. He was stumbling. He was not there. You could see it in his eyes. He was clearly knocked out. And th- those are scary, right? That that's in the NFL when you're like, you know, this is a this is a real real thing. This is not just a game. Like these dudes can get seriously hurt from it. Not only that, you you got to think when that happens, Roger Goodell's like, I'm going to find whoever did that. I'm <laughs> like you, Patrick Mahomes is the poster boy for the NFL now. He's the guy. The ch- the guard has been changed by Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is the guy in the NFL. He will be the next 15 years, right? Roger Goodell's like, whoever hit him, whoever hit him, I want you to find them whatever their salary is, double, and they will never play in the NFL. They're going to the XFL. Send them away. You cannot hurt Patrick Mahomes, right? Mahomes goes out. Who steps in? Who steps in, right? I didn't know who was going to step in. A man by the name of Chad Henny. Now, if you don't know the NFL, Chad Henny's been around for a while. I know Chad Henny, right? I've seen him play in a couple games. He's been backing up Patrick Mahomes, living his best life, being completely honest with you. That's the best gig you can have. The best quarterback in the NFL, you know, arguably one of the youngest ones. And like you, you're just backing him up. He's not going to get hurt. This is a very rare thing. Like he's living his best life. Chad Henny comes into the game and immediately the the momentum completely shifted like Tony Romo was talking about it. Tony Romo was saying, oh my God, the momentum has completely shifted. You saw it in Chiefs players' faces. You're like, uh-oh, our guy's gone. Our guy's gone. And it felt like they were about to turn it on. You know, the Chiefs are the only team in the NFL that can score three touchdowns in three minutes. Like, really? They can go three plays, 75 yards, touchdown, 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 back to back to back if they want to. Like, seriously, if they want to, Mahomes can stand back there, wait and wait and wait and see that cheetah of a man, number 10, Tyreek Hill, flying across the field at 25 miles an hour, past everybody. There's four men chasing him three different times in the game. They can do that whenever they want. Patrick Mahomes goes out. Chad Henney comes in, right? Cleveland scores. Cleveland scores. Uh-oh. Right? They're within five. Cleveland gives up the football game by letting Chad Henney, who is a 13-year NFL vet. By the way, they pick the ball off with like six minutes left. Chad Henney throws a moonshot to the back of the end zone. He Literally, this is what I think went through Chad Henney's head. He was like, yep, Tyreek's definitely back there and just threw the ball. That's what he did. He was like, I can't see anything. Tyreek, catch it. Throws an interception. After that interception, right? They go three three and out super quick. It's fourth down, right? In this situation, couple minutes left, uh, AFC, Divi- AFC Divisional round playoff. Hey, Kevin Stefanski, 
hike up your skirt, pal, and call some plays. Call some plays. Fourth down, you send the punt team out? You send the punt team out with five minutes left in the football game? You're down by five points? What are you doing? Do you have a brain, sir? Maybe fourth and five, fourth and six with four minutes left in one of the biggest games of your career to clinch the AFC to, like championship game? I'm calling plays. I'm sending people down the football field. I'm using one of those, one of the two all-pro running backs that you have in the backfield to gain that six yards. What are you doing, Kevin Stefanski? The Chiefs were giving you this game. They were lit. They, you had it. You had this game. You would have won coach of the year. I mean, everything, Stefanski. What are you doing? Andy Reid had this game hanging. Like, if you, it's like that meme of Andy Reid on the treadmill and there's a donut on the, uh, on the uh, fishing pole. It's like, come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. Get the donut. You know what I'm saying? Andy Reid was giving you this football game, and then he said, really quickly, I'm going to take it back. Sorry. I'm going to get my guy back next week, and I'm going to take this game from you this time. You know what I'm saying? Chad Henney. Okay, that's all I got to say. Chad Henney saved this football game for the Chiefs. Actually, he didn't even save the game. Kevin Stefanski gave up this football game. He, he gave up the football game. Chiefs win 22-17. Chad Henney saved this football game. After the game, Patrick Mahomes tweeted out, hashtag anything is possible. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was super happy for him. I'm happy for the guy. I like, that's such a cool thing. You know, that's such a cool thing when a guy who's been in the NFL for 13 years, has been a backup his entire career, comes into a playoff game, a very critical playoff game in a critical time, your star goes out and he wins the game. That, I mean, that, that's just, that's classic NFL right there. That is, that is classic NFL is a classic game. I loved it. Chiefs move on to play the Bills in Kansas City. It's going to be a wild one. If Patrick Mahomes is healthy, this is going to be a shootout through and through. Final game of the of the play of the divisional round. The Buccaneers versus the Saints, right? You have Drew Brees and Tom Brady combined ages of 85 years old. Okay? Before the game, right? There was this, oh, you know, this is a shootout. Brady Brees, Brady Brees. Brady has six Super Bowls. Okay, he, he is a six-time Super Bowl champion. Breeze might be the leader in a ton of categories. He's won the Super Bowl one time, right? And with all these accolades, with all the records Drew Breeze has broken in his career, you only have nine playoff wins? You only have nine playoff victories and one Super Bowl? The New Orleans Saints can never get it done. They're not winners. Pretty simple. Sean Payton, you're not a winner, okay? You make dumb decisions with Taysom Hill. He was out this week. Maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong about Taysom Hill and he plays a critical factor in the New Orleans Saints. Maybe I was wrong. I probably wasn't, though. I definitely probably wasn't because Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He is not a quarterback. He cannot save a football game. By the way, did you see Jameis Winston hop in there on a trick play and throw a bomb a dime, okay? Jameis Winston threw 5,000 yards in a season, threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, all right? Why is this man not starting for an NFL franchise? Why? Why is he not? I, those numbers, 
the 30 interceptions leave him in the back. It, things happen. You know what I'm saying? He had a bad season. He also threw 5,000 yards. So Jameis Winston gets in there, throws an early interception on a little trick play that they had. But the Buccaneers dominated this football game. That's what happened. It was er- close uh, early on in the football game. It was, it was a close matchup. You know, they were, they were kind of going back and forth. Not a lot of points were being scored. The Tampa Bay defense is really good. They, they're really good. Devin White in the middle. If you don't know who Devin White is, I remember seeing a clip of him at the Combine. He ran a 4-4-5-40 as a middle linebacker. That's insane, right? Like, that that shouldn't happen. It's kind of like Isaiah Simmons. If you don't know who that is, Arizona Cardinals uh, linebacker slash defensive back, he played every position at Clemson on the defensive side of the ball, meaning he lined up at defensive end. He lined up at all three linebacker spots. He played corner, and he played safety. He ran a 4-3-8 as a linebacker, but Devin White ran a 4-4-5 at the combine. He's really big. He's kind of short. He's super strong. He was going at people. He shut down Alvin Kamara. By the way, this Sean Payton, you have Alvin Kamara right? You have Alvin. They ran the ball 22 times, I think. Like, that's not enough. That's not enough. Alvin Kamara needs to touch the ball 15, 20, 25 times a game, throw him the ball five or six times, give him 20 carries. Like, that's who Alvin Kamara needs to be. Truly, he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. They didn't give him the ball enough, and when they did, Devin White was smacking him in the face. You know what I'm saying? The Bucs are hot. The Bucs are hot. Antonio Brown didn't have the game that I thought he was going to have. What what's with the Buccaneers and dropping passes? Like what what is that? They Chris Godwin, who Tom Brady said has some of the best hands he's ever played with. Mind you, he's played with guys like Rob Gronkowski, Randy Moss, Wes Welker. Saying Chris Godwin, Chris got maybe he was just hyping him up. Chris he he literally said in an interview, Chris Godwin's got some of the best hands I've ever played with. Really? Because he dropped a ton of balls in the last two games. They need to figure that out. Maybe it's just like the the Brady connection is not there yet. Mike Evans has been coming into his own. Early on in the season, Mike Evans and Tom Brady were not clicking. And Mike Evans is a really good receiver. He, he's really, really good. He had a touchdown last night. Him and Marshawn Lattimore, they've been going at it for like three years now. They have beef. Remember that big fight where Mike Evans just came and like punched him in the neck and then they were going at it? Mike Evans caught a ball on him, did a little step over thing. Jordan, uh, what Allen Iverson to Tyron Lue, you know what I'm saying? Step over him. 30 to 20, the final score of this football game. Tom Brady looked incredible. He was throwing the ball like he was 20 years ago. He is throwing the ball better than he has in a really long time. Drew Brees, on the other hand, apparently this this uh, incredible quarterback, Drew Brees, couldn't throw the ball past 15 yards. Watch, watch the game. He didn't throw anything deep. He threw nothing deep, and not only that, he threw three terrible interceptions. Terrible, terrible picks. It was like the end of an era. You know, that, that game, it's sad to see players go out like that, especially a, a legend. He is like the leader in all categories, so you have to tip your hat to him. He's won a Super Bowl. It was sad to see him go out like that. It was sad to see him throw picks, look really old. It, I hate seeing it, and then you look at Tom Brady, and you're like, how are, how are you doing this? Like, what what's the difference? Because you guys are – Tom Brady's 43, Drew Brees is 42, right? How, how'd you guys do this, but how is he so much better than you, right? Like, so – there wasn't even comparison. Like, Tom Brady had a rushing touchdown. 
he, he, he got in. He's, he's the best QB sneaker of all time. All time, there's nobody better when Tom Brady gets under center and he's all juiced up. Did you see him try to high-five the ref? That was such a Tom Brady move, going over to the ref and trying to high-five him. He's so, he's so cocky. Like, I, and I get it. I get it, right? And I'm... Tom Brady's starting to grow on me a little bit. I'm realizing what I've had my entire life of watching football. I, I've had something great in Tom Brady. Like, and I, I'm learning to respect greatness. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers is not one. He's only won one championship, but I, I think he's great. I think he's probably better than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady has won six Super Bowl championships. Tom Brady, he's is, he is the ultimate competitor. You look at... I mean, Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods. Those are the four guys in sports, in sports that are the ultimate competitor. Not just because they've won it all. They've won everything, you know, and it's tough because there are guys like Aaron Rodgers who could be the greatest of all time, but he hasn't won. He hasn't won. He's won one time. He's not going to be up there with Brady. Tiger Woods has won everything. Michael Phelps has won everything. Michael Jordan has won everything. You know why? They hate losing so much. Tom Brady, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, guys like that, they spend so much money on their health and wellness, truly. Like, LeBron James is quoted saying he spends a million dollars a year on his health, which, like, if you want to be the best and you look at LeBron James now as a 37-year-old NBA player, still the best, right? He, I mean, he's, he's still the best. There's nobody, there's no, there's no six foot eight, 255-pound 37-year-old that has 5% body fat and is still dropping 20 points a game, 10 assists. I mean, there's just, there, there's nobody like him. And Tom Brady's the same way. I mean, this guy, he looks like he can play three more years. He's 43 years old, and he's going to play a couple more years. No, I have no doubt in my mind Tom Brady comes back next season. No doubt in my mind. Tom Brady comes back. Breeze is obviously going to have a great career in the NFL. I mean, I mean, excuse me, in the media world. Like, he'll definitely go and, you know, do the whole broadcast thing. We need guys that bring as much energy like Tony Romo, Booger McFarland, Pat McAfee, guys like that, AJ Hawk, guys like that should be commentating on football games. On to the championship game picks. First, we have the Packers versus the Buccaneers. Let's think about this. Tampa Bay is a warm, nice, maskless place in, in today's world, right? You can do anything you want in Tampa Bay. They're traveling to the coldest place on earth in Green Bay. I've read the weather reports. There's a chance of snow. Tom Brady knows the snow. He obviously was in New England for a long time. Packers are going to win this football game. Okay, the Packers are going to win this football game. And being completely honest with you, I'm saying it right here on the podcast, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. The Packers are going to be Super Bowl champions. They are so hot. Their offense is so hot. The offensive line is playing phenomenal. Receivers are clicking on all ends. Aaron Jones is running that ball phenomenally behind that offensive line. Aaron, and then Aaron Rodgers, the other Aaron, is playing the best football he's ever played, right? And I think when that's happening, he's going to win a Super Bowl. Because the last time he was playing his best football, he won a Super Bowl. Packers are going to win this game. The Bucs won't be able to deal with the temperature. I mean, it's just, it's going to be too cold in the frozen tundra. It's going to be snowing probably. Packers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. But Devontae Adams is going to be way too much 
for that uh, defensive backfield for the Bucks. It's just going to be too much. Marquez Valquez Stanley has been playing phenomenally for the Packers. He's super fast. I think that's going to play a huge factor. These guys know how to play in the cold. They know how to play in the snow. They practice in it. Packers are going to win this football game. Next game, Chiefs-Bills. Chiefs-Bills, I'll say this. If Patrick Mahomes is not playing, this game is going to be incredibly different. However, all the, all the reports say that Mahomes will be playing. He will be healthy. I, I look for the Chiefs to win this game by 15, 20 points. Last week, they had a scare. And if, if Mahomes is healthy, those guys are pissed off. They, they are not happy. They're not happy that they almost lost that football game. They're not happy that Chad Henney had to come in. But, I mean, they're happy for him, but they would have rather won that game by 50 points. And that's just what the Chiefs do. I think the Chiefs will run away with this one. I think this is a statement game for Mahomes. This is like Josh Allen's coming to my place. We're in the same draft class. You know, like we're, we're, we're similar players. He's We're coming up in the NFL, the two next greats. Patrick Mahomes is going to solidify his dominance and show everybody why he is the best player in the NFL. And the Chiefs are going to win this game by 20. Tyreek Hill has three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill is going to have a return touchdown, and he's going to have two touchdowns in the air. I guarantee it. This is going to be a big, big, big win for the Chiefs. Super Bowl is going to come around. We'll talk about that when it happens. Now, this program is now ended, and I appreciate everybody listening to it. If you would do... A few things for me, and I would greatly appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Maybe all of them. If you have the time, we'd greatly appreciate it. Leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. People people need to hear what I'm saying. I appreciate all of you beautiful people listening to this program. My name is Trent Corville. Thank you so much. I will see you next Thursday. I'm out.